Weapon in the box. Another Friday night. Yes, sir. How you doing? What's going on, Ron? What's happening? Hey, great, man. God bless you, my brother. Great to see you in the land of the living. Hey, land of the living, man. It's good, man. All this coronavirus, man. The stuff is spiking up. Man, it's, man, look at here, man. It's getting kind of crazy out here. We got a great show. Oh, man. I'm looking forward to it, man. Serious. Hey, black woman. Oh, man. Hey. She going to be coming on. Give us a minute. We're going to be right back. Fundamentals and build blocks. Yeah. Turn to advice when I'm in that spot. Yeah. When I got questions, and that's a lot. Perfect time to hear from Rico in the box. Man, that intro was hot, bro. I'm saying. <laughs> hey, hey, man, boy, that's Radiant. Shout out, man, to Radiant. Radiant has a, a new video out, man. If you go to my page, man, it's called Mortality Rate. Song is dope. You know, song talks about, man, you can die anytime. You can hear one, you hear one minute. Come on. And man, you go on the next minute. Hey, you know? awesome video, a great message. Yes, you need to check out that video, all right? Hey. Check it out, man. Mm -hmm. So so as we get through, man, we're gonna do our housekeeping uh for the day. Let's not forget every Thursday night. Go ahead and talk about that, Ron. Yes, the music industry makeover. All right, join us as we talk about marketing and promotions and bringing on guests at different times here and there. You make sure you have your face in the place every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The music industry makeover. Go to musicindustrymakeover.com. Also, Critical Dialogue every Tuesday night with, with yours truly and Andrew Crawley at 8.30 p.m. Talk about biblical issues or just controversial issues with a biblical perspective. So make sure you join us. Hey, um, Tell your friends it's on. Also, DJ Ronnie Ron's top 10 um, on videos as well as sound sessions and 21st Century Authors. The, those are other podcasts. And my show, Hip Hop Praise. Look for it. All is, is, is syndicated at several different stations, networks, and so awesome. Hey, you all, you all need to get on board. And then, too, we want to we want to uh, Dice Gamble. She started CHH University, man. Yeah. So. You need to get involved. Well, shout out to Dice Gamble, man. I'm gonna be teaching the class, a mastering class. I am uh, on there as well, and yep. Ron is on there. And uh, so you guys, man, support that uh, if you can. And uh, don't forget about Just Life Sundays at 8 p.m. Yes, as oh, well. So support that, man, if you can. Yes, right. Sir. You know, yes. if you that show is about you know people that are pressed. A lot of times, man, people not able to to muster through uh, situations on their own. Sometimes you need somebody to encourage you as well and then let's not forget man if you haven't got big field quarantine dreams go and pick that up as well uh it's dope uh man it's the the whole day man it's dope you got to go check it out man and uh, then we want to give shouts out to uh god yeah. shows a soldier gcs awesome. man awesome music right there you need your brother yes sir and his wife his wife is a producer you know what I mean? And, uh, man, you ain't talking about nothing but just dope, man. It's dope stuff, man. So that's good. So, mm -hmm. so we're going to get ready to get, uh, get ready for Bridget in a second, man. So she was actually, she had a show, uh, that's, that she was doing. And so she's going to be coming on like maybe 10, 10 more minutes. But, but Ron, so, 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 so yeah, bro. Uh, what you, what you think about this current coronavirus, bro? Just, man, just, I, I know it's, it's, it's depressing, man. I, my, my heart goes out to the families. Who have lost some loved ones. I know I have lost some loved ones as well. And, uh, you know, I, I'm from Florida. So, you know, I want to get back down to my state to see, check on my parents, but it's not looking too good. 
down there for so I gotta gotta wait it out. But I'm just praying this comes to a resolve. I got my conspiracy theories about some things, but that's neither yeah, man. <laughs> neither here, neither there. Because yeah. we know some people, man, like you just said, man, you, you have family man passed away. Right. Uh, I know some people, man, passed away, and I think it's more related to the 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 current uh, conditions or health conditions that a person already has. Right. So please, please wear your mask. Wear your you mask. Know, you don't know because there is no vaccine. You know, you just want to be cautious just in case, right? Because you don't know because you can have some things going on in your body that you're not aware of. Because uh, just like the pastor man that was preaching one Sunday, he died. He didn't even know he had diabetes, man. Wow. He ended up preaching and died doing service. Never oh. got checked. He never even knew he had it. So it's very possible for you to have some stuff, man, working in your body and not even know. Uh, that you have so and, and one thing too i want to add man is make sure you have some life insurance you all all right go get some life insurance invest in that you know saying because that's what it's for all right a lot of us are, are walking around and and we don't have life insurance and then you know looking for people to have a gofundme to help raise no go get some life insurance so that you don't have to so your family doesn't have to have that have that burden you know what i'm saying of, of taking care of your last last um um responsibilities and things like that you all so Get some life insurance, and you don't want to. You don't want to leave that on your family. You don't want to put that man on your family, man. That's, no. that's 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 not a good thing for, to to leave that on your family, man. So, 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 basically, man, we're gonna get ready, man, for Bridget, serious man, to come on. So, yeah. yes, yes, our radio, yes, that's their radio station, and to her husband, Mister C, awesome couple there, man. Yeah, man, she's dope, man. So I'm glad she's coming. She's a female MC. So, oh, I meant to share this too. Mm -hmm. We're going to be doing all female creative for the month right. of July. Forgot yeah, about right, that. I'm always forgetting something, man. Oh, hey, man, it's all right. Hey, we got, but, oh, yep. Hey, females, you all, uh, ladies, I'm sorry, ladies, you all are going to be representing in July on, on In the Box. So, um, so every, every Friday, every Friday. We, got, we got five Fridays in July. And we're gonna have uh women creatives on. Uh you know, rappers, man, uh singers, singers uh artists, spoken word artists, maybe you know, entrepreneurs, yeah, man, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna support the women, man, because I know I was when last time we had Dice Gamble on here, mm -hmm. um, you know, she was just saying that a lot of times, man, they don't get no support and stuff. And uh so let's let's make sure we do support the CHH university because you know, you're going, you're going, you need to learn how to do some, do some things. And somebody's taking the time; she's taking the time to, to pull all these resources together, um, to really have it like a little university for you for music, so you can learn and invest in your stuff. Right. You ain't got to spend crazy dope money like a full sale to learn <laughs> how to do stuff. Man, she gonna, she finna bring full sale to you. There, there. And full sale is a good school. Don't, don't get me wrong. School, don't get me wrong, right, man. When they first um opened up back in the nineties and so but you know it is what it is. But yes, here if you have the opportunity to get this kind of information, you need to take advantage of it. Or else people are going to be taking advantage of you because of your lack of knowledge. Right, 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 right. And then so when you think about um, you know, just especially being an artist, you know, it's kinda of hard as an independent artist, man. You 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 want to be able to to, to invest your money wisely because if you don't, man, you could you could lose your back. <laughs> and then artists too, you know, uh, Rico, man, artists have to learn how, how to be teachable. Some artists have to learn how, learn how to be teachable 
and, and listen to what to what folks are saying. You know, stop looking at whatever level of su of success that you think a person should be at. You know, this right. again, you know, information is is information. So right. learn to be teachable. Yeah, man. And then you know, you know, continue, man, to get better, man, at your craft. You know, and right. the thing is, is you know, you do your, you do what you do. You know, you don't necessarily have to watch anybody else, but just you know, try to try to inch out your piece of the a piece of the, uh, the real estate and build on it the way that you want to build on it, and then put your signature man on it. And I think you, you know that's kind of a lot of times, man, kind of hard to do that because a lot of times you don't have encouragement. Hey, what's going on? What's going on, Lamar? Hey, glad you're here, bro. How you doing, bro? I know, I know, jokers and people have stuff, man, happening, so people are gonna dead start coming in in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm here trying to share it out and everything, and so you know, it's, hey, hey, you all um, share this feed out to 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 others, and so we got a great show on tonight, and an awesome entrepreneur lady, young lady that's going to be coming on in public yeah, relations. Bridget, Bridget, yep. Bridget, man, Bridget, you know, she's she's she good people, man. She's going to be coming through. Yeah, let me see here, one yeah. second. Yes, in the box. That's how we get down, you all. Friday night, hey. Hey, you know y'all in the house anyway, so hey, just hey, just come on here. Let's, let's have a good time. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, man. This is hey, God is good. Got to appreciate life out there. And all right, man. Here we go. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. There you go. Stop. <laughs> and all right. Oh, what's up, Brandon? Hey, Brandon, what's going on with you? Brandon, what's going on? Yes, looking forward to working with you one day, Brandon. Yeah, she she's an artist. Yes. And uh, and so and and, and uh, Brandon, we're probably gonna have you on one day in July, because uh, I hadn't hit you back yet. Because we're gonna be doing all female, uh, we're gonna be doing all female creatives for July, man. So you, so basically, you're gonna be on one Friday because you you definitely got a voice, man. Yeah, happy Friday. Yes. And uh, and. Uh, uh, awesome. Yes, it's going to be a good thing as well. Here she come. All right. <clears throat> I say one day soon. All right. I hear you. All right. Yes, she is. Yes, yeah, serious. Black woman. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> What's going on, man? Glad to have you. Yeah, Glad to have you. Thanks for having me. So I was, I was trying to wait for you to pop in. So before I man, kind of did your little intro. Okay. Okay. When you got ready to come in, you know, okay. so then it's it's that, that much more powerful after it plays, and then you can kind of be here to kind of talk about it. You know? Okay. And uh, <laughs> see, we had a we had a coming real quick. Okay, that's yeah, yeah, that's right. So we're gonna be doing all females. So for you ladies that are listening, we're gonna do be doing all female creatives, man, for the month of July, and um, so we're gonna it's gonna be interesting. Oh, here we go. Black woman, lyrically high on a pole, mentally, conceptually tired of the trolls. Can you come with better? I'm that female DeAndre, the now Mayweather. We have advanced in every circle, leaped out of every hole. All right. All right. We got now we got your album, man, coming up. Black woman, yeah. serious voice. Love man. Hey, talk talk about it, man. So so your your title, it's interesting. Uh, uh the title you, of the track. Um, yeah, it was it was um an encounter that I had 
with a Caucasian gentleman um, more than a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, I was actually going to work. And it's a Fortune 500 company going to work at a newspaper. And I was in the elevator uh, with this gentleman. It was just the two of us. And, you know, I'm nicely dressed and whatnot, looking like a professional. And he just, the door's closed. He turns around, looks at me and says, well, what do you do here? And I was so taken aback and appalled by that. I just smiled at him because... You know, it didn't make sense for me to react the way I wanted to react because next thing you know, he just called security and hauled me out the building. So um, I went through my day, then I got home and I wrote the song. That's why the hook says, "Bet you think I'm just another black woman." I'm I'm way I'm way beyond what you know he thought I was and what society um, says about us black women and black people in general. So that's how the song came about. And um, I kind of struggled with when to release the song. I wanted to release it during Black History Month because, you know, it's a black song. And um, But God wouldn't allow me to release it. Every opportunity, every door I tried to, 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 to walk through, it just wouldn't work until finally, um, you know, May hit and, and all of the protests had been happening across the country. And that's when I finally got the release to drop it on May 22nd. And, you know, everybody's just been so supportive of the track and especially black women, you know, and I have a few Caucasian women, Indian women who are even in agreement with the message. Um, and I've had women, even like an hour ago, I had a sister hit me up on inbox and say, hey, are you still accepting videos of women singing the hook of the song? Because I want to send you a video wow. uh, of myself. And I'm like, sure, sis, you know, so it, it's impacting women and, and, and it's speaking uh, for the black woman right now, particularly because of police brutality, um, which is still going on. I can't even say it's now going on. It's still going on. Um, and just us being uh, unfairly treated. So the, the song is a timely song. It's a relevant song. And it just needs to be said that black women can achieve above and beyond what America says we can. Man, man, beautiful. beautiful. I, I, I wanted to start. I to start. You know, because you've been doing, you've been doing hip hop, Christian music, Christian rap, man, for a minute. And I don't bought a yeah, couple CDs, yeah. and you, I, you've always been going hard, man. You, boy, but I think there's, you don't have too many whack rappers in New York. Not a whole lot. <laughs> Not a lot of whack. No. Not, not a lot of whack rappers. Because I'm thinking, man, if you're a whack rapper in New York, before you even come out, your hood, man, be going to shut you down like crap. Yeah. Go back in the house, yo. Don't, don't you do that, yo. Big facts. <laughs> so I think that in, that in the culture of music, man, in New York, man, you'll get like dudes like pull your car like so you so if you keep doing you've been doing music for a minute and it really don't matter whether you do a mainstream underground christian music people will pull your card if you like if you like kind of kind of whack with it yeah. you know because they kind of take it serious man like serious they now there are other places other cultures in other cities you know or, or, or music cultures in other cities you know take their music serious but let's let's keep it real man everything started in new york no, no. Mm -hmm, every exactly. city, every city has, uh, yeah, a piece of, you know, the music culture. But mm -hmm. and I, I know for me, you know, I'm 50. I started with what uh, rappers delight, Same you know, yeah. and uh, 
Run DMC, Jam Master J, you know, LL Cool J, all those cats, you know, of course, New York. Rakim, Eric B and Rakim. Cool Mo D. So I said all that to say, man, you know, you know, that that we we love, man, you know, we love New York. And um I couldn't I wish I could live in New York, but I want to find a better way to spend my money, you know. Because <laughs> I knew someone that lived uh in the pink houses in Brooklyn and them mm-hmm. joints was like thousand dollars a month back then. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's like not good. So I was like, man, so the cost of living. So how do you how do you so as a as an artist, female artist, I want you to start like why rap? Like what how long have you been rapping and why did you decide that you wanted to do it and you wanted people to hear you? You know, what's your, what's the rhyme to the reason? Like what, what, what got you started? Well, um, I grew up in an abusive home. You know, it was abuse, a lot of physical abuse, mental abuse, uh, that sort of thing. And I didn't know how to deal with it. So at the time I was listening to a lot of hip hop, just music period. And I think music just uh, was in my jeans because I had an uncle who lived in Nashville, Tennessee, and he would write and play music. Mm-hmm. And music was always in my family blood. But, you know, because of my home situation, I, I that was the only thing that I gravitated to, you know, and and um, just running home every day to watch Video Music Box or Ralph McDaniels, that was my thing. And, um, you know, when the, when the abuse escalated in my house, I started picking up the pen and pad even more. Um, and it was, it was out of necessity, like out of just getting away from my real life situation and into this world of music. And that sort of set me free. And then, you know, between 16 and 17, I got saved and I just switched over, you know, from it being just hip hop to being Christian hip hop and glorifying God with the music. Um, but you know, like my, my very first concert was with a dude named Father MC and Mary J. Blige. I was like, I was like 11, 12 See. at that time. And yo, Father MC was the like he had me right. mesmerized and, right. and Mary yeah. was it. Mary J. Blige was the it girl. I mean, Mary wasn't the best singer at the time, but she I, sang I with her that. spirit, she sang with right. her soul, and that's what attracted me and, and it took me out of my home life and just into this musical world. And that's how I vibe off of music. So, you know, it was out of necessity, out of my home life. And, you know, as I got older as an adult, um, then I realized, wow, God really is really using me in this thing. Um, and then, you know, I'd see people like Yo-Yo, women like Yo-Yo, like Queen Latifah, just being so confident on the mic and in front of the camera. And that motivated me even more to see females Black females doing it on a high level. And I said, you know what? If I stick with God, one of these days, I'm going to get to a certain level in music, not knowing that, you know, God would use me in, 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 well, back then it was holy hip hop and gospel rap. And now it's, you know, Christian hip hop. Who knows what it'll be next year? Because we keep changing names, right, you right. know. But, what, um, what, yeah. what, what do you, in, in your, from your, in your own words, what do you really if i had to if you had to give me three top reasons why women mcs don't get respect or not enough or as much as they should 
Mm-hmm. What would those three reasons be from your perspective when you're doing um, this from then up until now? Wow. <laughs> you know what? I'll be I'll be real with you. I think that a lot of men that do hip hop are intimidated by us. When they see because most females that are successful at this and have longevity, they have a certain swag, a certain confidence about them. You know, they're confident in their lyrics, confident in their team. They they have a team. So when when a male artist sees that, they're like, nah, I can't, I can't work with her. I can't let her get on my level or or you know, um, do certain things or, you know, I'm not going to open a door for her because then she's just going to take off and, you know, just become more successful. So one, I think, um, is that, that jealousy factor that I see over and over a lot of times. Um, number two, um, I just feel like, uh, men who dominate this field are not even confident in themselves. If you're confident in yourself, then you won't, have a problem with allowing a female on your platform. You know what I'm saying? Because look at look at um somebody like Ice Cube. Ice Cube was the one that put Yo-Yo on. Yep. A lot of people don't know that. If it wasn't for Ice Cube, we wouldn't know about Yo-Yo. Right. But we we as as female artists, we need uh, the male dominated um, industry to open a door for us. So um, let's see. So and number two would be insecure and men are insecure. Insecure, insecure yeah. Men. All insecurity right. okay. um and i just i just feel like um females grind harder you know what i'm saying i've i've done some stuff i'm like wow if if, if men had to do this they just wouldn't like i'm a wife i'm a mother i'm a small business owner i'm a film producer like i got all these these things that i do and i know men who you know they're they're applauded day in and day out and they don't do a quarter. They don't even do an mm-hmm. iota of what I do. And it's it's just insane. And I think that we need to change the, the perception yeah. of females. You know, we're not all running around scantily clad, you know, like Megan Thee Stallion. Um, and I've said, I've said to a lot of people, it's not a hot girl summer anymore. You know, because of all these events that have happened, now is the time for somebody with substance to step forward. And you got to step somebody like Rhapsody. And I could name like 10 females that are bringing positivity through hip hop and doing certain things. So, you know, that's it right there. Uh, those are the three. So so going back to number one, jealousy, tell me to solve. What is the resolution to number one for, for there not to be as much jealousy from men for female MCs? Hey, what's up, Danny? Hey, Danny. Um, so what's you know, your resolve for number I, one? I think that that uh, there's nothing wrong with men getting to know us, getting to know why we do this thing. You know, the same reasons why they do hip-hop, we do hip-hop. You know, and I'm saying hip-hop, I don't want to just say Christian hip-hop because, you know, it's it's the, the, the major genre. And I think that if, if these men were to sit down with someone like me or any other female that I know who's doing this on a high level, And they realize, man, she's invested all of this. You know, she's done all of this with her own money. Um, She's put her family life on on the back burner to to get to a certain place, to be able to minister, to be able to be the light in these dark places. Um, I think that they would change their their attitudes and, and they would be more susceptible to saying, you know what? 
I might be um, kind of jealous or feel like she's going she's going to steal my shine, but I'm still going to open this platform for her because more females need to move forward in Christian hip hop or hip hop period. So so number two, insecurity, what's the resolve for men being insecure of women MCs, of women creators? <laughs> I just personally, I think that's a that's an internal problem. Like you got to deal with you. Like I can't make you feel confident about your craft. Like I always say, don't release a track if you're not moved by it and not motivated by it. I don't ever release something that I'm not confident in. If 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 I can't um, go to bed at night feeling like you know what I put 150 into something and no matter who likes it or not, I'm good because I gave my all. I gave my best. You know, and I feel like a lot of men are not putting out. 150. So when they see you putting out 150, it's like, dang, nah, nah, nah. I can't support that. I've had so many brothers say to me, and this maybe five, six years ago, um, you know, on my way to like award show, they're like, nah, these brothers are not gonna support you because they're jealous, because they're insecure. Why are we why are we operating in that place when we're all about the kingdom? We're supposed to be pushing Christ. But they see your confidence. They see the ministry that you have in you and somehow, you know, that's where they want to be. But it's something that people have to deal with uh, individually. You know, if you put out the best that you possibly can, don't be jealous of someone else, especially a female, you right. know. But, yeah, that's my take on it. I think it's an individual thing and people need to work on themselves. Ron? Yeah. yeah. Hey, can you all um, hear me? Yeah, we can hear you good, man. Yes, yes. All right, just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know that's definitely unfortunate. Um, especially in Christian hip hop or you know whatever you want to call it. So you know that you know the the, the uh, jealousy or so because of your lyrical skills, I guess, or just you know pretty much you know um, women in general or so that's um, dealing with this prejudice that's going on, and that's something that, as you said, I believe it's all in, internally that they have yes. to deal with. Mm -hmm. So Dennis mm -hmm. said, uh, toxic masculinity is the main reason that men don't accept women MCs as they should. Toxic, toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. Good key words. Toxic. Although, bro, bro, we got, bro, don't, the, the two first words is toxic masculinity. Toxic. <laughs> bro, and, man. And, that's and, a big statement, brother. Talk about that. Talk about that, uh, series. Um, <laughs> Before I get into that, here's the thing. It's 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 so male dominated that every time a female comes up or the gatekeeper say we're gonna push one female, because you know that's all they do. They push one at a time. It's never let's just get all these females that are really good their shine, right? Mm -hmm. So every time a female comes, they put all these restrictions on us. Well, what do men wanna see? They wanna see body parts, they <laughs> wanna see top and bottoms. They don't want to see you fully clothed and looking a certain way. You know what I'm saying? And that's the struggle that we have to uh, deal with. And it falls in line with toxic masculinity. If You know, it's, it's male dominated. We have to appease even these Christian brothers. We have to appease these men because, you know, if the, if the men in gospel music don't like the way you look, the fact that you dark skin or, or you're a little too confident, they're less, you know, likely to support you they're less likely to put you on. And so here we are waiting for a brother to, to, to open, an, a, you know, a, a, um, and I, yes, they are the gatekeepers to open a door. 
you know, and that's why I applaud you guys tonight for even having me on and even for, you know, using the month of July to allow a number of female artists to come on and share their stories. Like I, I've always been, I, I had like me, me, me being a producer and, and at one time, man, you know, I had uh, like maybe seven, eight artists on my label and I had a couple of females and, and I, I like, I think female artists are dope, especially the ones that can rap, mm -hmm. you know, not the ones that try to sound like MC like, you know, right, right. And, and you know, but the ones that actually, man, got skills. Right. And, and, but I think that, and this is what I want to interject in. When it comes to, because men don't buy records, men do not support music. Now, let me let me just say that, right? <laughs> let me let me say, okay, men. If a man supports something or put his money on something, is because he's looking to get something out of it, right? Mm -hmm. The real, just like in church, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the biggest supporters of ministry is women. Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Like that's true. I'm because I'm watching my money. I ain't finna give y'all my money. I'm not finna uh -huh. keep my wife bill money. Now, uh -huh. a, a wife may say because she has a more emotional. I ain't never emotional. There you go. Right. So I think mm -hmm. from a male's point of view, you know, because I get guys that try to 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 ask me, you know, when when, when people's buying music, I was like, man, I don't buy music. Like, give me your link so I can go check you out on SoundCloud. Because right. I pay ten dollars a month, I'm gonna hear everything. Unless it's a mm -hmm. unless it's a person man I think is dope and I just want to support him. Right. right. But men don't buy music. Men has never really been the people buying music. We would go and buy a, a album that we really been waiting for, right? Mm -hmm. You know. And if our homeboy have it, hey, dog, let me burn that, bro. Let me burn that, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, let me burn that. <laughs> but but a females, and I'm I'm going somewhere with this. Not uh -huh, just going uh -huh. punches. Uh -huh. Women have always supported the music industry, so I think it's kind of bad that men don't allow. Because if you're a smart man, mm -hmm. and especially if you got a label, you should have a couple MCs, female MCs, because they can call the money in from the women. Because mm -hmm. dudes don't buy records. So mm -hmm. now. I'm saying that to put a perspective on some things that we just talked about, because although you coming on the show, I want you to leave encouraged. And then I also want you to leave with a different mindset, mm -hmm. but I also want you to leave with a, a, a different perspective. Mm -hmm. It's time now because I because I had Dice Gamble on mm -hmm. and Dice Gamble, you know, she talked about a lot of some of the same things you talked about. But, you know, Dice is smooth, man. She just got a thing like you smooth, too, but you New York. Dice is California. You know what I'm saying? That's different, right? Cali uh, California and New York got different swag. Right? Yeah, I'm DK you know, all day. Right, right? And she's just smooth. <laughs> she's just smooth with it, you know? Uh -huh. But the thing is, what I'm trying to get to is this. I know that as a female creative, you want to get on, but it's time that you, that you put yourself on. Mm -hmm. You know, and we're in, the, we're in the day right now where you want to put yourself on, even as a man. You don't want nobody else putting you on. Right. Because then when people put you on, they can put you off. Right, right. right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 and so what you got to do is, because you got to work at it, you got to grind. So now, because the money is in the females, because you're not going to get no money out of this. This is going right. to be a, like, when I see concert tickets at $300, $400, I'm never going to pay that. If mm. I don't call one of my 
friends and man, you got comp tickets, bro. I go, but I am not finna pay four hundred dollars to see nobody, right? Mm -hmm. But a woman, she'll pay. Man, women would pay a thousand dollars to see Drake. They'll pay a thousand dollars to see Chris Brown. They'll pay yeah. because that's just it's what it is. So I'm going somewhere. Mm -hmm. Where I'm going is I'm thinking that you guys, you guys got to have a different focus. Mm -hmm. Because the the money the money the people with the power are females mm -hmm. because the women still buy women still buy merchandise mm -hmm. women men ain't gonna buy merch like that right mm -hmm. you ever, and I gotta tell you that when you're doing shows and you have tables set up who you see pulling that money and pulling money out you see women pulling that right you're right yeah. you're right you're right you know so tell me about so how you feel about that just just that little bit that um, I shared. I, I agree with you that we have to create our own. And that's why a few years ago, my husband and I, we started Serious People Music, which is our own independent label. So if a, if a major label comes, they it wouldn't be them just, just um, taking me on as an artist. It would be a partnership, you know, where I would have creative control, you know, uh, to a major extent versus, you know, when you, you, you get picked up by a label and they tell you how you're supposed to look how you're supposed to sound, all of that stuff. I've been doing this way too long. And just like Dice and a bunch of other females, they've been doing it too long to have, a, you know, an executive tell us how we should sound. We've already developed our sound. You know, we have some somewhat of a fan base already. And they're accustomed to the way that we sound. And we're very authentic mm -hmm. in that way. You know what I'm saying? So um, I agree with you. Um, but I also think that, um, you know, when I first started doing music, people would say, oh, you need to sound like this so that your music could get played on the radio. And then I tried to change up a little bit to sound like that. And then they had another issue. Oh, you need to stop sounding so hard. I had a, I had a big producer that a lot of people know out of New York tell me I sounded too hard. I, I sound too street. I need to be a little softer. Well, that's me. Everybody knows that serious comes hard. You know, and, and and there are times when I change because of the theme and the message I'm trying to bring forth. However, right. there's a certain way that serious rhymes versus Dice Gamble. I think that Dice has, like you said, a smooth way of bringing it, but she's still hard. You know, right. I you know we, we've collaborated before Dice and I some years ago, but, you know, um, that's the thing. I have created my own platform, Serious People Music, and we have you know, brought on artists over the years and, and we've uh, developed those artists as well. So yeah, that's, that is the way that we're going because, you know, to sit and wait for someone to give you a check, you know, sometimes a lot of people get so discouraged, they quit music and they're very talented and they have the resources, but they feel like, well, I can't get put on unless someone in secular gives me a check. Well, you know what God has put me on, and He's opened doors. I've worked with major people in Hollywood, so I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing until Sony, and I hope they're watching until they hollers at us at at, at SPM and says we want to do a partnership. You know, one of these other labels, Atlantic Records, they say we want to do a partnership. Let's do this. You know, and then I'll, I'll be ready to go. Yeah, speaking of um, major folks, you um, you 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 had your music on one of Spike Lee's joints. Yes, yes. On She's Gotta Have It season one, my my woe song, it's a singing song, a worship song that I did with my husband. Um, my husband submitted a bunch of my, my rap songs to Spike, and he also submitted the worship song. And it's funny because Spike called me on my phone, which is kind of crazy. 
And he's like, I know you're a Christian artist and I'm not going to play your song in none of my sex scenes because I respect what you do. And he played it during a playground scene, but I'm, I'm not signed to no major label. You know what I'm saying? I love God and, and, and I do what I, I feel led to do. And we submitted the music to Spike Lee's 40 Acres and a Mule and he picked it up and people could watch it on Netflix. They could hear my music. So that opportunity came because I was consistent and I kept grinding. You know, we, we were consistently doing what we need to do um, as a label and as an artist. And that's how that door opened up. You know, it, the positioning was right. You got to be, if you say you're an artist, you have to be operating as an artist, there which means when an opportunity comes to the label, you don't sit on it and wait and wait and wait and then the deadline passes. But as soon as we found out about it, my husband and I, we got together, we put the packet together and sent it out to his people. And that's how that opportunity happened. See, God will open the door if you're willing to put in the work. And that's because the <laughs> faith without works is dead. We, yeah. we all pray and we say, man, I, I, I want this opportunity. I want to work with people in Hollywood. I want to work with Spike Lee. I want to, want to work with Denzel. But people like Denzel do not sit at home and twiddle his fingers. He's busy. He's busy doing stuff. <laughs> if, you, if you're just not joining us, you're here with the In The Box podcast. We got Serious Voice. Bridget James, Serious Voice. She's on rapper, uh, songwriter, writer. Our film producer, entrepreneur, uh, she's on as well. If you can, if you have an opportunity, share the show out, you know, because this show is about uh, uplifting other creators, and we want to make sure we're a blessing. But go ahead and finish, sister. Go ahead and Yeah, and, and, and that opportunity came up, and on a Saturday, I'm sitting at my father-in-law's house. We're just chilling, laughing, you know how family do. And my phone rings, and I didn't recognize the number, but I answered it as an artist, and I picked it up. And Spike is like, hey, this is Spike Lee. Is this serious voice? And I'm like, uh, what? You know, I'm like completely, in, you know, like, like um, starstruck. And I put my phone on speaker because I knew that my husband and father-in-law would not believe me. And I put it on speaker and they got quiet immediately. And he's like, listen, I love my Brooklyn people. I know you're from Brooklyn. We did a background. I'll search on you. We know everything about you. They, he knew I, I went to Brooklyn College and studied television and radio. He knew I went to my 11 and went to all these schools. And, and we just we talked about being a Brooklynite, you know, and supporting each other. And, and one thing about Spike, I'm going to put this out there. And I always have every time I do an interview and I talk about it. The guy is super humble. He doesn't operate like he's this Hollywood type. Well, I want to ask so I ain't talking to people. I'm not talking to my people. You need to talk to my, you know, my, my assistant or this or no, he will call you. He'll pick up his cell phone and call you directly and tell you what, you know, he's, he's all about. And that was one of the best moments of my career because I remember when we were getting ready to release this project, a lot of people were like, nah, you shouldn't release the project. It's too um, boom bap ish. It's too 90 sounding. It's too this, it's too that and blah, 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 all this stuff. And so as a Christian artist, I went into prayer about the project. And I remember I went into my son's closet, which is kind of crazy because that was like the quietest part of our house at the time. I went into my son's bedroom closet and I closed the door and I was kneeling down and I began to pray. And God spoke to me and said, I'm going to do some stuff with this album. And so even though people in Christian hip hop told my husband not to release the album, 
told me not to release the album, told people that we knew not to release the album. God said, I'm going to do something with the album. So we went against the grain. And listen, if I didn't release it, would Spike have heard, whoa, no. Would I then have had an opportunity to perform for Sway Calloway on Sway in the Morning in Texas? No. Would other people have heard the song? I mean, like, so many things came out of this project because we did what we had to do as a label. I did what I had to do. You know, I was dressed up as an artist. I had my hair done. I was looking like an artist had my I'm So Serious gear on at the airport in Austin, Texas. And Sway Calloway and DJ One, that he's his DJ, were at the airport and he saw me. He saw me um, as we were getting on the plane. We got on the plane and afterwards we're in baggage claim and he saw me, called me over. And he said, you look like an artist. Why don't you come to my show? I'm going to hand the mic to you. Just like that, he said it to me. He said, wow. come to my show. I'm going to hand the mic to you. Wow. How does that even happen? Because I was, and being an artist at the right place at the right time, I was in Austin, Texas for South by Southwest. And that is the biggest gathering for artists. If you're trying to get put on, you need to go out there every year. Unfortunately, because of COVID, everything got shut down this year. But I'm just saying, all of these things happened because I was doing what I needed to do. Man. What's up, Keith? Glad to have you, Keith. And you know, at what I what I heard you say was, and out of everything, and I and if I had to kind of put it into one thing, it's being consistent. Yes. Right? Being serious. And being serious is being professional, taking your craft serious, mm -hmm. and being consistent. Mm -hmm. And just doing it over again, wherever you do, wherever you go. And when we, when people run into you or see you, it creates opportunity. Yes. Right? There you go. Yes. You know, I, this is, go ahead, Ron. Go ahead. Yeah. And I'm always working, as you said, you know what I'm saying? And, and to piggyback on what Rigo said, being consistent in your work ethics and your work and work habits, that's what se separates a successful artist and an artist that, that wishes that they could um, get those um, platforms. So. And, and you know, the next thing I kind of want to jump into now, you know, you're a rapper, right? Yeah, yeah. And writer. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about your, your writer, your, your writing acumen. Like, what do you write movies? Do you write, you know, do you write uh, plays or do you write just songs? Or what? What's the scope of your writing and where you're, where you're going with it? And what do you have in the works for yourself in regards to the right? Okay, that's a good question. A lot of people in Christian hip hop do not know that I'm a journalist by trade. So I'm, I have a master's degree in journalism from Columbia University's Graduate School of Journalism. So I don't just have a, bas a bachelor's in television and radio. I have a master's from an Ivy League institution. And I also have a bachelor's in theology. So with my writing, I write about news-related stories and sports stories. I've, I've written and interviewed um, people like Diana Taurasi. And for people who follow the WNBA, she is the top female baller. Um, you know, I've, I've done stories on Cheryl Swoops. And, and if you don't know who Swoops is, my goodness, you I can't help you. Uh, then you don't know basketball, <laughs> you know, and, and also even college sports. I write about college sports, people like C. Vivian Stringer out of Rutgers University. So when I'm not doing music and writing rap songs and hooks and stuff. I'm writing news related stories. So that's what I do for a living. 
Um, and I also do uh, public relations. So Wait, stop, stop, for, stop for a second. Stop for a second. Yes. Let me go back. What you just said is you write for a living, so that means you get paid to write. Yes, right? I get paid to write. You yes. mean you get a check? You get a yes. check <laughs> for writing. Okay. Yes, sir. I get a check to write. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's, so so now I want to talk about that because one of the things that I, I see a lot of people trying to trying to tap into, and a lot of people don't know how, mm -hmm. right? And right. Although I'm a music producer, but I was a writer first before I actually stepped to a microphone and started rhyming. I was I, I was writing and you begin writing out of your circumstance of your life. Right. Whether it's your imagination that you write, whether you want to tell something your way, your your from your viewpoint. Mm -hmm. How can an artist or how can a person, individual, take that? imagination bring it from their mind to the paper right to fruition mm -hmm. and the cash out with it break well, it down I think, um i think first of all a person who's talented and want to venture into that there's a lot of free online courses that you can take i think number one you need to get the proper training on how to write you know grammar and things like that because oftentimes as a music person you want to say yo yo. You want to say that. You, in certain language where music is concerned, that's different from media writing. Media writing is more grammatically sound, things like that. You gotta have a top-notch diction. So I would advise to do a Google search on free online communications courses or writing courses. Just do the basics, you know, so that your grammar can be, you know, uh, tweaked a little bit, so you're on point. So then after you've done maybe a free course or a six week course. There's a lot of, a lot of schools are given, you know, free courses now. Um, if you were to Google that or go on LinkedIn, LinkedIn gives a bunch of free stuff if you're a premium member. But once you've done that and you're still interested in doing it, because, you know, I think it takes a certain level of patience to get to the next level in writing. So once you've done that course, I would then say, you start reaching out to you know the, the magazines, the publications that you'd like to uh, write for, and maybe say, hey, I'd like to intern. I've done a number of internships during my undergrad days. You know, I interned for TV stations, I interned for radio stations, and you know, after my internships, I ended up getting jobs because they liked what I was doing. So start I would right, say, yes, I want sir. You to, I want you to start right there because I think that's very important because I think people don't understand mm -hmm. the reason that you intern. Right. Mm -hmm. Because people don't see the, the benefit of doing something and not getting paid for it. We call it paying up, paying our dues out here. But that's just another way of paying your dues on a, on a corporate level of right. interning. So talk about the interning and why that's so important and how it can benefit you, even though you're not getting a check from it. Right. And, you know, what's here's the thing. A lot of companies are now paying interns. And so even in New York. And the publication that I work for, they pay interns. So you're coming in and you're shadowing writers, you're shadowing reporters, you're shadowing editors. And when I say shadow, you follow these people around and you learn what they know. You ask them questions, you pick their brains, you say, well, why do you ask certain questions? And they'll tell you because you're looking for a certain answer from, you know, the person that you're interviewing. So you ask a certain question to get a certain response. You know, um, and why do you why do you write 
you know, your lead sentence this way. There's a certain format that you need to understand and to know in order to write for news. You know, you want to include the who, what, where, when, why. And so that's always important. They, they call it the nut graph, the first big paragraph, and you include all the most important information. But I learned all of this going to undergrad and grad school. And I spent eight years putting my head down and studying. And then the internships really showed me, um, you know, the technical side of it. Because every uh, media entity that you go to, they use different systems to get their point across. Um, different editing systems, different software to do research, all of that you got to know. And it's constantly changing, constantly changing. Um, but yeah, it's very valuable. You get to follow these people around for say two months or so, and you get to ask them all these questions. And, and like the paper I work for, they'll um, allow you to actually go out and report. So they'll send you out to a Mets game and you get to go in the locker room and talk to, you know, the athletes or, you know, um, depending on the department, you might get sent to uh, fashion week. And so you're interviewing all the fashion people, all the models and whatnot, and all the celebrities that show up like Kanye West and Kim Kardashian and whatnot. But you get firsthand exposure. But honestly, if you apply to a job without that experience it's more difficult for you to get in so an internship is very very important very so good. very very good i like how you explain that and um i want you to reach out to dice gamble you know if you have time <laughs> right i want uh -huh. you to reach out because i think you need to teach a basic class on writing because okay. i think yes. the way that you explain yes. the purpose of the internship because with our kids today there's a big difference between the youth today and the youth of my day, right? Mm -hmm. Or and and the, and the big difference is we want we want microwave. I heard you use a word a couple of times, and you you said the word patience. Yeah. And our young people don't have patience. No, they don't. Like Rome is not built overnight. Right. And although you have good tar center now, enables anybody to be a producer, but anybody can't be a producer, right? Be mm -hmm. You you can buy the equipment but you really can't become a visionary musically. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if we unplug that, if we unplug that piano from the wall mm -hmm. and unplug your computer, can you still write a song? If the power shut down, mm -hmm. can you walk over to that analog piano and, and, and write out a song and then somebody's gonna pay you 50 grand for in G sharp or G, or G minor, mm -hmm. right? Or E mm -hmm. flat or B flat. Mm -hmm. Can you write, can you do it and get that $50,000 check? So I, I want you to talk about the importance of patience because you use oh, it a couple yeah. times. And, and yeah. I've seen you, I've been seeing for, I'm, I'll be in the shadows and I'm <laughs> kind of looking at, and I don't really say too much, but because everything is time and everything. But I want you to talk about that patience. Talk about that. Why is that important? Like, Listen, why, it, 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 took, it took over 10 years for these opportunities to open up for me. So if that's not patience, that I don't know what is. <laughs> and way before, I've been married to my husband for 14 years. October 14th will make 15 years. And way before I met my husband and we started dating, I was doing music. Remember, I told you I've been, I've been writing music since I was 12. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's patience. You know, I was 21 and I felt like, man, I'm the only female in Brooklyn doing this thing like this. I'm like, I was patting myself on the back, like, man, I'm dope. And let me tell you something, when I, I can show you pictures and video, when I was 21, oh my gosh, like, 
you talking about Eminem rapping fast and do and, and, and just the lyrics and the flow. Um, I was like at, at, at that amazing level where it was unstoppable for me. And the problem was that I didn't have a manager. I didn't have anybody like teaching me about the industry. And so, you know, I'd have my moments where I'm doing it, but then I'm not doing it. And then I'm doing it again and then I'm not doing it. Right. And so it, it wasn't until I was 21 that I was like, I got to take this thing seriously when I traveled overseas to South Africa. But patience is very, is key. Everybody that quits without waiting on these opportunities will never realize the opportunities in music. Because um, in order for a lot of people to get put on, they had to be patient. They had to keep going even when the doors were shut on them. And um, but yeah, it's 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 very important for people to just keep doing it, keep perfecting yourself, and that one day something is gonna open up. You know, if you're in the right place at the right time and you're doing what you should be doing. There you go. Well said. Hey, I mean, you dropping some nuggets here, and hopefully, you know, you all out there are paying attention. You know, yeah, patience is the key for success. Uh, what well, there's a saying that when um, preparation meets uh. Uh, what um, opportunity? I think or uh, hard work. Uh, preparation meet hard work. Opportunity. Uh, hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Success. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And if you notice something about in the box, we actually have. We just don't just pick anybody to come on in the box because in the mm -hmm. box is a a creative show. It's a show to teach people how to. In order to teach somebody how to do something, you got to know something, right? Right. And and then we want to help artists to expand. And and that's the thing that I love about everything you just talked about, because you're teaching and if they're listening, right? You said mm -hmm. it took 10 years. Mm -hmm. Right? It there's a time span, not two years, you said 10 years. Mm -hmm. And 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 you saying it took 10 years for you to really get real opportunities, that means you have to practice. Right. And you yeah. have to you have to still work with no lights on you. You have to still work mm -hmm. without getting paid. Mm -hmm. You still have to work without any recognition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the people that are willing to give you the treasures and what she's doing right now to you guys, if you're just not watching, she's giving you treasures because I see a lot of shows, but I don't hear a lot of people man, talk about writing. Because writers feel left out. A lot of writers feel left, left out. Besides mm -hmm. the writers that got on, mm -hmm. they are writing songs. You know, because I had several people, man, that they want to write. You know, they, they want to write songs. You know, and the thing is, is you start on your own. You know, when I would meet rappers, and this is what I learned from, from you know, just working in mainstream music. Mm -hmm. when, they, when they would actually decide to work with the rapper, they want to know how many songs have you written. If you hadn't had at least 3,000 songs, mm -hmm. they, they wouldn't even want to talk to you, right? And mm -hmm. then being able to have those lyrics in your head, a lot of people write music and they don't memorize it. You got to right. go back. How can you have a 1,000 songs and you can't have them in your head? You're going to go back and you got to pull out a book. And when you hit the microphone, oh, I got a song about this. If you're a real rapper, Yusupal supposed to already have your songs in your head. Mm -hmm. When you write it, you memorize it. So mm -hmm. I, I said all that to say, in that span of 10 years, you've been practicing. 
you ain't you're not you haven't had no opportunity. So that means you had to find a job mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to pay bills. Yes. Before you got a call from Spike Lee or before you could get any type of other situations. But talk to the independent artists about having perseverance and working behind the curtain when nobody's watching you, when nobody care about you, mm-hmm. nobody know you. That's good. Right? And mm-hmm. you broke. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You struggling. <laughs> Uh huh. Talk about that. Well, first of all, I gotta say this: um, any successful artist will know that you gotta endure a lot of, you know, falls. A lot of a lot of negative stuff is gonna happen to you, and um, it'll either make you stronger and make you want to keep going, or it'll make you stop doing music. Music is not for the faint at heart, especially gospel music. Because you know, the the main thing is ministry. And anytime you say you are you a Christian hip hop artist, and 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 you're in, involved with the world, and you trying to you trying to be on Sway or you trying to be on ABC TV, people are like, why are you pushing that Jesus? They don't want to hear Jesus. So you now, as an artist, have to say, well, how can I frame my writing? So that I can, in a sneaky way, hide Jesus in there so they don't really think I'm gospel and I'm hip hop. So I could get in that place and then let my light shine. Because this is the thing. When you're when you're new to Christian hip hop, you just want to be like John 316, everything. You know, Jesus, Jesus, everything. Jesus, Jesus, everything. And then, you know, it, it, it sounds like that. It sounds very green. And then after a while, you're like, okay, I don't have to say John 316 all the time in order for people to be drawn to Christ. You as you grow as an artist, but you have to um, get beyond defeat, get beyond closed doors, get beyond people telling you you're whack. If somebody says your music is whack, that's for you to take and get back in the studio and rework it and retweak it so it doesn't sound whack. I, when I first started, I've had major people in CAJ tell me, man, that sound is terrible. And you know what? It crushed me. It crushed me, but it made me a better person. And that's what helped me to persevere. I would run home and I'd cry. Of course I cried because, you know, us females, we're emotional people. But I took that and it really strengthened me. And I said, you know what? The next batch of music that I'm going to release is going to be way better than the first. My production quality is going to be better. My writing's going to be better. You know, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be more wise with the feature selections, the beat selections, and so many things that are involved. And so when it comes to perseverance, you're going to have to figure out how to deal with, you know, people telling you no and people not wanting to put you on. That's the only way that you can persevere <laughs> because everybody that's found success has had to fail several times before they got to that place. And throughout the 10 years, I failed so many, so many times. I've written songs that I was like, why did I do that? Why did I record that? You know, after the fact, you're like, why did I do that? And you don't realize that it's crazy um, or it's whack until the fact that we all have to go through that in order to get to a certain place. And so if you if you um if you have thin skin, you might want to quit now. That's but good. if you have thick skin, let's get it. Let's keep working at it. Let's keep pressing forward. And that's the only way that you can become successful while persevering. And and I believe that as Christians, um, in order to persevere, we have to stay close to God. 
because I've had so many nights where I was like, God, why am I doing this? Why you got me doing this music? Why you got me spending all this money? And they still don't want to play my music. That's a part of the ministry. This ministry is not meant for the faint at heart, you know, um, because we're dealing with the enemy's territory. Face, believe it or not, this is the enemy's territory. And we as Christians are trying to take it back. Because if we if we go back to the Bible, Satan was the lead worshiping angel. This is Bible now. Satan is the lead worshiping angel. And we have to know this as music ministers. And he said to himself, why is it that God is getting all this praise and this going? I want the praise for myself. And that's when everything changed. And so with music, our perspective has to change. And we have to realize that we're not doing it for fame, for self-glory. We're doing this to lift Christ up. And the more we perfect our, our craft and, and the more we work on it, the better it is to, you know, the world and the more opportunities will be open to us. And one of the things that you mentioned, um, what was it? It, it slips my mind. I guess I'll, I'll remember after the fact. But um, yeah, I think I think I've said a lot where it comes to perseverance there. But just keep going. Just keep going. And if anybody wants, you know, advice or, you know, um, help. I'd be willing to to help. I'm always I'm always looking to help, you know, um, and mentor uh, young people that are now getting into the music industry. Ron, what you was going to say, bro? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, 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 persevere in your craft because you know, as DJs, you know, we have a standard that we have to um, that we bring quality music because mm. we we're trying to keep listeners. And if your music is whack. It's just like, look, you know, no offense, but I can't play this because look at what I'm already playing. It has to measure up to those standards. You know, I had to tell an artist you know, that, you know, yeah, that um, um, that he should have somebody else sing the hook or whatever because that's kind of messing up the song. And need, needless to say, I haven't heard from him, but, you know, it is what it is. That's why you just said earlier, you have to develop thick skin in, in this game. I think that should be a word that should be used a lot more in you know whenever somebody's talking about music thick skin because and you know what else i want to add this is now i remember what it is you talked about notes you talked about singing in a certain range artists how are we artists in today's time and we don't understand notes we don't understand harmonies these are basic music things that we need to understand even if you're a rapper if someone says if sony comes and says i need you to sing a hook are you able to sing a hook and sing it in, in your voice? Do you know that you're an alto, soprano, tenor, bass? Do you Have you even heard of these, these terms? These are all musically musical terms, excuse me. So we gotta understand the fundamentals of music. We gotta understand what a harmony is. I've spent all days, like my husband, Mr. C, has had me in the studio all day hitting the right note. And he'd be like, nah, that's not, that's not the soprano. You gotta go back and do it. And I'm like, man, I get mad at him sometimes, but you know what? You gotta stand for excellence. And if that means being in the studio all day, redoing it until the notes come out right and you redo it. Because yeah. when when a person like Spike hears it, he's gonna hear the right notes and he's gonna say, I'm putting this on my movie. So I like what Keith just said. I wanna I wanna talk about this for a sec. He said, I keep saying to myself, I'm preparing for rain, waiting on God to open the floodgate for me. Until then, I keep preparing. For the rain. Amen. Now, now listen. I was when I had to do it. I had to preach uh, a couple of weeks back, and I I was studying, and I preached on Noah. Noah, God didn't send the rain until Noah was eight hundred years old. Mm -hmm. 
Do you understand? That? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. He told Noah that he was going to send the flood, but he didn't send it to Noah. Was eight hundred years old. Now we live one hundred and fifty years. I, I don't even, well, we only we live one hundred twenty years. I don't know about live one hundred fifty. But can you imagine God tell you he's going to do something, but he's not going to do it? And in my mind, basically, he's saying, I'm going I'm to I'm, I'm do something way past your death. Right? Yeah. 800, when I read that, because I know no one living, but we don't live 800 years. But the revelation I got from that was, man, God, hey, I couldn't even wrap my mind around you waiting. You know how hard it is to wait for a year? Right. <laughs> Two years, five years, but eight hundred years before God performed His word—that's wow. crazy. Right? Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. But listen, uh, we always play this game um, before we actually get out of here, and it's called mm -hmm. ten. And it's where I'm gonna ask you a phrase. It's either or. You have to you have to choose one. You're not allowed to think about the question or the phrase. You uh -huh. gotta pick. You gotta pick either or. It's no right or wrong answer. It's just letting us into the <laughs> psyche, to the psyche of Bridget. Right? Okay. Okay. Right? Okay. All right. So here we go. Ten. Waves plugins are Azotope. Azotope. R. Kelly or Chris Brown? Chris Brown. <laughs> you want to say R. Kelly? Absolutely no. <laughs> Delta. Nah, that's, it. that's bad, yo. All right. Netflix or Amazon Prime? Amazon Prime. Paul or Peter? Peter. Deuteronomy or Hebrews? Hebrews. Sure microphone or road microphone? Road microphone. Five minutes early or two minutes late? Five minutes early. A hundred million with five years to live, or seven, a seventy-five thousand with twenty years to live. Seventy-five thousand with twenty years to live. I turned that over several X times. <laughs> Xbox One or PS4? PS4, baby. <laughs> Waves Auto Tune or Waves Ovox? Ah, uh, Waves Ovox. All right. That's okay. what it is. Uh, okay. <laughs> Any last words you want to say, serious, before we get out of here? Um, I just want to say to the artists watching this, um, just keep going, keep working on your craft, keep tweaking. You know, don't let negativity stop you. That that should be your fuel to keep pressing forward. And if God be for you, who can be against you? God bless. Run in the negative last words, Ron. Hey, look, remember, you matter in the kingdom of God, so don't compare yourself or your ministry to anyone else. Just do what God's called you to do, and you'll be just fine. Hey. And I want y'all to stay right there, man. Hold on. Keep it moving. Listen, we thank you for tuning in, for tuning in out to In the Box, man. The show is for call creators, and we just hope, man, that you got something out of it. All right? Let me pull this. Why is it still on? Ah. There we go. And that's better? Yeah, that's better. Yeah. So, God bless. Good night.